0: The Business Buzz Podcast. The the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz right here on VFM 88.1 for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news. Uh, my name is Murio Mob Justice discovers and I'll be your host until about 8pm. Uh, it's that time of the week where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business economics news and we tell you how the world of business affects you and your pockets. So definitely make sure you keep it locked. Uh, as I said earlier on, we're going to be here until about 8pm. So, what are we talking about today? We are talking about about, uh, the digital uh, using digital media to boost um, your business uh, we're talking about uh, digital media strategy we're talking about what it means to operate a business in uh, 2019 in the digital media revolution uh, commonly known or referred to officially as the fourth industrial revolution so that's what we're going to be talking about about how the fourth industrial revolution or the four IR yeah uh, is affecting the way that people conduct themselves um, the way that people actually buy and sell their goods um, the way that uh, businesses actually interact with their customers and the way that customers interact with their businesses because it's not a one-way street anymore it's literally a feedback loop and a lot of and a lot of the pieces um, that are in place um, actually actually show that we have a to a large part, democratized um, a lot of industries because of the online space. So that's what the that's what the hour is going to be looking like. Uh, we're going to be having a telephonic interview and a discussion with Conrad uh, Travis David, who is the founder and MD of Hashtag South Africa, together with uh, Tebatsuma uh, Molapo, who is the founder of uh, uh, Rebasadi, uh, which is on the fourth industrial revolution. And we're also going to be talking to them about how you can use digital media to boost your business. Also coming up for the next hour, we're going to be having our business wrap. Uh, That's a part of the show where we give you the week's top trending business and economics news. And then we're also going to be giving you the Buffalo Index as we let you know what your 100 Rand can do for you today on uh, the 14th of March 2019. Um, Also coming up for the next hour, you can engage with us. um, Let us know what some of your thoughts are. Uh, We we are going to be using digital media for the engagement, uh, also known as social media. I uh, remember that on Facebook, you can catch us. Uh, that's VOW FM or Voice of Vits. And then you can also get our other Facebook page. That's the Vitz Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VOW FM. And then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. Our WhatsApp line is 0840784912, And you can also stream the station live on vowfm.co.za. Remember that podcasts of The Business Buzz Show are available on vids.journalism.co.za and you can also find us on iTunes, IONO. Um, we, we have our own separate pages over there. So make sure you keep it locked. We're here until about 8 p.m. This is The Business Buzz. It's time for us to engage on the week's top trending business in economics news and on the line we're joined by our financial expert we have Zaneli Kunene who is from BDO Wealth Advisors. How are you Zaneli?
1: Yo, Mudewa, I have no idea how I am.
0: <laughs>
1: no, no idea. Is it one um, of those days? It's one of those days. Mm. But no, I even out a breath. Um, <laughs> but I do know I do know how the mining and manufacturing did. Mm, that much I do know. So let us have to look right into that. Um so um the results came out of the mining and manufacturing um, and in December, just to give a bit of background, in December we had about a zero percent growth. Yeah. And now in January economists are saying that our growth would be at about one point uh, would be about one point two percent. They were so wrong <laughs> so wrong <laughs> because um, the results came out and we actually did about zero zero point three percent growth. In January, and the reason why it's very important for us to know about the mining and manufacturing is because mining, and manu- like gold mining and diamond mining, is one of the biggest sectors within our within our economy. You know, we earn quite a lot of foreign exchange um, earnings from that, um, and a foreign exchange earnings basically the monetary gain we get from selling goods and services. Yeah by exchanging currencies to global markets. So it was really, really um, quite bad. The news was really heartbreaking because you saw its impact as well on the RAND because the RAND grew weaker. Um, if you look at the RAND right now, we are trading between like 14 RAND 20 to 14 RAND 50 and that is really quite weak because this data also shows us um, the pace in which South Africa's um, econo- economic recovery is at. So It shows that we're not doing really well in terms of our economy but it's still early days. We're not writing it off completely. Um, and another uh I can say a worrying thing, something we could worry about, you know, always in an inch of worry in our lives. Um, investors are actually looking for riskier assets, you know? Really? Actually, what, more, what more riskier is it than to to invest in an in emerging market? Yeah. But now they're putting their money in, in, um, in gold and in all you as a... Well gold is not risky, but they're looking for other sources and they're not investing within emerging markets right now and it's quite sad because we are the most industrialized you know economy of Africa you know we should be you know doing the most um but looking at the fact that we have a really poor growth output in terms of in 2018 we had the, we, our growth our GDP was at about 0.8. um the World Bank cut its forecast last year for 2018 2019 so really we're not um we're not are not starting twenty nineteen in the best way. <laughs> to put it that way. And we even have the upcoming elections happening, you know, we've got SCOM that's doing the most. They want load shedding again. It's like my goodness, why? <laughs> why? Would you let me ask you, yes. who do you which 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 sector do you think is gonna be our saving grace? Oh, because wow. mining and manufacturing is, you know, it's going through something. <laughs> Who do
0: you think? Which which sector? that? Hey, that's a tough one. But I think at the moment, I'm going to go with telecoms off the top of my head just because um, a number of the operators like MTN and Vodacom are operating successfully outside of South Africa and actually getting some dividends into the country. Um, otherwise, apart from that, I can't really you know, think of anything else. Uh, also, yeah, yeah. actually, there is another one. I guess it's, it's manufacturing to an extent, but I think motor vehicles, you know, uh, mm. just because BMW, VW, and uh, Mercedes-Benz um, export so much to the rest of the world, so that brings in, uh, you know, the rest of the money. But apart from that, uh, it's very weak. And with 0.8% growth for 2018, uh, I, I don't know, you know.
1: Yeah, but I'm quite glad that you touched on like um, outside of South Africa um, because if we look at Brexit, right? Mm. A lot of people are like, oh, Brexit has nothing to do with us. No, it's got a whole lot,
0: guys. <laughs> yes, please tell us
1: you know because the au is south africa's most significant um trading partner in terms of the fact that they are the largest um, importers of south african goods so we make quite a lot from you know our fellow europeans so and another thing i also learned about it was the fact that if if, let's say brexit does go the other way right Mm -hmm. a lot of the 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 european companies their headquarters are in the uk yeah so if the if Brexit goes the other way, those companies are going to have to relocate, and that is costing. Now, that's very expensive. So if they have to relocate, that means that some people are going to have to be unemployed or retrenched. Let me say there's going to be quite a lot of retrenchments happening. So it's like, well, so what happens to all the other companies that they have? You know, what's the impact on them? Um, another thing that I also read about was the fact that the international or what you call the, the international trade agreements that we have. and yeah. um, they're going to have to be renegotiated. So we might not get um the kind of deal we are getting now for with them. So it might not, you know, be in our favor. So it's quite important for us to have that world outlook of what's happening out there because that does impact us and it does give us an outlook of where are we going to be in twenty twenty, twenty twenty one, you know, what is going to happen with our country, you know?
0: Mm. That's a that's a that's a lot coming from Zanelli. She's telling us the fact that Brexit uh, is becoming it might become a thing because if I understand it correctly, um, it's the 29th. It's the 29th of March. Is that correct, Zanelli? Um, I believe so. Mm. She's telling us that uh, by the 29th of March, we, we might lose or may not lose one of our biggest um, trading partners as South Africa. But before before we particularly end, um, something you mentioned just now, because I want to go back, uh, is just the issue mm-hmm. of ESCOM in terms of um, you know some of the growth. I think for our listeners out there, um, what do you think uh the investment community you know is thinking about escom because i think all of us you know we're crying about load shedding but you know for for for, for businesses out there i think they're crying on uh, about different things um i
1: think in terms of businesses you must understand that escom um supplies 90% of the, our country with energy yeah so if you have a if it's not implying that a lot of businesses are going to experience, you know, tough times because they aren't able to deliver. Um Eskom also mentioned uh, <laughs> sure. if you are a list- to speak about SMEs, because SMEs are really the best way I believe that South Africa will be able to grow its economy. Yeah. Even if SME um, is going to have to pay higher tariffs tar- in terms of the electricity, it means they won't be able to expand as much or maybe expansion is not going to be something that is key to them at this very moment yeah. because the running costs of the of the business um, in itself will be high. But we need to also think about it in terms of how is this our going to grow our economy if and if it, if our small businesses are not able to even function or be able to think of expansion. So EFCOM is not only hurting households or schools or um big corporations. They even start they, they might even limit um, the expansion within our SMEs. there ESCOM if, 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 if yo, if, could really bring <laughs> South Africa down. <laughs> in a nutshell. In a nutshell.
0: In a nutshell so that was us on the line we're talking to Zaline Kunene who is a financial expert from BDO Wealth Advisors uh, she is telling us the fact that uh, manufacturing and mining data is come in a bit soft I think that's the word I'm gonna use and we touched a little bit about ESCOM and uh, as you heard from what she was talking about um, ESCOM is uh, quite a bit of a risk for the country and if you look at a lot of uh, the reports out there uh, ESCOM remains to be one of the biggest economic Um, risks for South Africa especially in terms of um, the growth outlook for the rest of the year and then the last thing she spoke about Brexit um, just around the fact that we as South Africa it might be happening you know thousands of uh, kilometers away but Brexit is going to affect South Africa especially because both the UK and um, the EU are big trading partners of South Africa so any instability in that region will affect a number of South African businesses so that's it in terms of our Business Wrap Up next we tell you The state of your 100 Rand With our Buffalo Index More Justice On the Business bus. It's time for us to tell you the state of your 100 Rand on our Buffalo Index. And uh, for today, because we're talking about digital media strategy, operating a digital business or um, operating a business in the digital revolution, I thought that perhaps I would look at some tools that a person might be able to use um, as a way to drive their business forward digitally. Um, So the first is uh, Facebook ads. If you are a business or if you are an entity or a brand and you're looking To promote yourself on Facebook, your one buffalo uh, can actually give you reach um, of up to 600 people per day you know, for a particular post that you have on Facebook. Alternatively, um, and that's if you say that's at um, one buffalo, but if you're doing it at 10 rand a day for 10 days. Uh, But if you decide that, no, I want my buffalo to actually uh, give me the most coverage in just one day, you can actually reach 4,000 people um, just from a boosted post on Facebook. And then moving on um, to getting that knowledge, you know, because for you to operate a digital business, you actually need to understand what's going on in the digital media landscape. And I thought um, that uh, two books from the same author, that's uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, or Gary V, as he's known online, uh, might be interesting to everyone out there. Um, The first book he wrote is a book called Crush It, and the second one is called Crushing It. I've personally been through Crushing It, and he actually gives step-by-step instructions, examples, case studies of how people have been able to leverage very social media like linkedin facebook twitter instagram snapchat and instagram stories just around how people have been able to grow different types of businesses um because of uh on the different platforms um that are available out there because some businesses are best suited to some platforms and some strategies are best suited to some platforms as well so both of those books will cost you around two and a half buffaloes i'm um, coming in at around uh, Close to 20 US dollars each. Uh, but in South Africa, you're looking at around the two and a half buffaloes. And then, you know, for a more formal experience, UCT is actually offering a digital media in business course uh, that actually starts at the end of this month, uh, running for about eight weeks. And you have to put in about seven to ten hours uh, per week. Uh, that's according to what they're saying. And the cost of this is uh, just around 135 buffaloes. Which translated is about uh, 13,500 for 18 weeks of learning in a university uh, context what it means to operate a business in a digital media environment. And then lastly, um, because we've spoken about, you know, promoting yourself on social media, we've spoken about equipping yourself with knowledge on social media. I guess now, how do you get yourself popping how do you get yourself trending? How do you get your posts lit? And one of the ways that people do it is by having a lot of people um, in their posts, in their selfies and the like. And there's actually people that are offering these services. Um, you can actually rent a crowd. Basically, you can have people that come in and take pictures with you just for that. And, you, and these people are going at a cost of around uh, two buffaloes. So that's around 200 rand. And you can hire someone to come and uh, pose in, a, in an Instagram selfie with you. Uh, so, you see, we're giving you consumer advice. We're giving you useful advice on how you can actually succeed on social media and operate a digital business. So, that's it in terms of our Buffalo Index for today. On the other side of this, we get into our main topic. to the business Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz. Remember that on Facebook you can find us. We are VowFM, that's Voice of Viz. And you can also find our other Facebook page that's uh, at the Vitz Radio Academy. Remember that also you can find us on Twitter. Our hashtag is hashtag businessbus and our handle is at VOWFM. Right now it's time for us to get into our main topic. So remember that uh, there is actually no doubt that digital media has widely shaped the way that many businesses function of late. More and more businesses are moving towards establishing a solid line, a solid online presence uh, because it makes it easier to connect with their potential customers. And of course, because we spend so much time on our gadgets, uh, mainly on said social media, you know, Facebook, the Twitter, the LinkedIn, uh, many businesses are infiltrating these platforms uh, by running ads, gathering cons- uh, influencers, sorry, and also running campaigns to capture all our attention. Uh, many of us have witnessed the recent uh, interesting trend on social media called hashtag all These Water Challenge that has taken social media by storm. Um, uh, if you haven't, I suggest you, you know, stop now whatever you're doing go there check it out come back you know just now we will be we will be here we'll be continuing with the show but you need to see this thing uh, so if you're well informed uh, with business news then you definitely know that Woolworths uh, has been suffering a lot of losses with their business internationally and they've branched out into like the Australian market of late uh, but also locally with international some of the international brands that they have, such as um, David Jones, for example, they've been having a lot of uh, a lot of challenges in their business. Uh, but with the recent challenge on social media, it's actually brought a lot of positive energy um, to their business. And I think um, I was actually saying to some people the other day that I think um, whoever the branding team at Woolworths is. I think their ancestors must be answering their prayers so hard uh, right now because that water that hashtag Woolies Water Challenge came at just the right time so we're going to start our discussion um, on the line we are going to be talking uh, to Conrad David who is the founder and MD of hashtag uh, hashtag South Africa um, just around uh, some of these issues how are you Conrad Hello, Conrad.
2: Hey, how's it going? You've been listening.
0: So, Conrad, uh, thank you for joining us on our show. Can you just tell us a little bit more about um, your agency, hashtag SA, and uh, some of the brands that you've possibly worked with?
2: Yeah, sure. So, I started hashtag South Africa back in 2011. Uh, it was around the same time where we met about the national development plan for South Africa and where our country and the planet was working towards. I saw the opportunity with digital and uh, while everyone is focusing on products and services, very few is focusing on the country. So I just drew a hashtag on a spoon, wrote the word South Africa, and then created the social media accounts. And then went out in the marketplace and started getting businesses and governments and small businesses to start using digital media. It's eight years. We've done eight years this year.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are some of the some of the trends that you've seen over there the, that amount of time? Because wow, you've probably lot, been eh? in business longer than some social <laughs> media platforms have been.
3: <laughs>
2: well, it's quite interesting. Today I got to go for an event where I got to see the Egyptian government come down to South Africa. You know, when we started our company, Egyptian, Egypt went through the revolution. So uh, it's, we, we got to see transitions like that. I got to see, you know, the transition Zimbabwe with Mugabe, uh, you know, also... You saw that as I see the recession take place. We, uh, we managed some of the campaign accounts and the drought situation took place in South Africa. Uh, during the last presidency, a lot of the government, mm-hmm. I was there for the transition with the new president of South Africa. With, uh, while not the president of the ANC, was elected in. So a lot of clinical points in South Africa's history, I've been able, fortunate enough to be there. I've always tried to surround myself around the elders of South Africa yeah. uh, so, na- so that could be on the ground, right where they are so that when they're making decisions, I'm there to pick my hand up and be like, yo, we can do that.
0: So can you just give us a sense of what it means on a day-to-day basis to actually run a digital agency because I think um, some people at home might be sitting there saying, listen, I've got all these platforms and, um, you know, I'm helping my church or I'm helping uh, one of my charity Mm. groups to actually run their Facebook accounts, etc. What are you doing, you know, on a professional level?
2: You know, on a professional level, we look at the different aspects. You know, we look at from a digital strategy. Firstly, when we need a client on a campaign, we ensure that they're following that roadmap while also taking into consideration that things change online and ready to create content that comes out there. Also spend time with the digital designers on, on brainstorming, on working on content calendars, looking at things that uh, we're, we're going to execute. Uh, I always work on the CTS strategy of foundational content, informative content, and developing content so we're always working on informative uh, and, uh, and foundational content at first. And when things arise, we're able to push out developing stories. Uh, a lot of time is also spent on uh, the advertising aspect. So we look at the advertising spaces. Are we pushing ads in Facebook from 10 a.m. To, to 1 p.m.? Or is it from Twitter from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m.? Uh, on Instagram on a 24-hour basis. So each social media platform is like its own television channel. Mm. Uh, everyone might have have all these accounts on their phone, but they look, look at it at different times. So what we try and do is ensure that we're reaching them, we're getting the message out there, we're being creative in the content we push out. Uh, and over and above that, it's also looking at the analytics. So look, from putting the creatives, putting the money in advertising, now analytics is we understanding the data that's coming back. Who is actually liking what we're doing? Is our videos as impactful as we thought they are? If not, how are we adjusting our content going forward? Um, and then we try and bring it all the way back again to strategy. So it's always progressive, it's always developing. Uh, you know, it can be stressful at times, like every other job, but I tend to be quite disciplined, you know, uh, get the teams to work on specific things in the day uh, while also being on their phones. On a- Foul basis in case things arise. Yeah. Uh, and no two days have been the same in these past eight years. That, <laughs> that's one thing for sure.
0: So you've actually mentioned a lot of things. Uh, you're talking about how if each. Social media platform is like a different TV channel. We spoke about advertising. And you've also started talking about a bit of content. So for you, what are some of the core services as Hashtag say, that you actually offer uh, when it comes to sure. digital marketing? And how does that differ from um, a traditional advertising agency?
2: So traditional ads, they they tend to work on a... Create a campaign. Now, traditional, I'm talking about TV, billboard, print. Uh, they, they create the campaign, they work on their focus groups, and then they distribute that content. Mm. With social and digital media, we've got to be able to get the same type of stuff pushed out there, but also be able to be in a position to see what responses we're getting in real time and adapt to that environment. So uh, it's kind of like working in the stock exchange, but instead of us making dollars and rands, our content is our currency. <laughs> uh, so, so so coming back to the services we offer you know, I focus a lot on uh, our core being social media mm. But digital marketing is, is that Where we we, we execute on social media platforms uh, Look at yesterday Facebook and Instagram were shut down So all those people that spend all their time Trying to build up their followings on those accounts Then they forget about all the others you know, We were on Twitter, we were on YouTube Things were okay for us mm. uh, Then there's also the advertising aspect So we take ad budgets for clients a percentage of that and we run ads across platforms that includes also search and mobile apps uh, spend a lot of time with strategy and consulting so companies that have uh, and government departments that have teams in place we would work with them you know uh sometimes when you when you introduce a company there's someone there like the it manager or marketing manager that's like no no you've got this sorted they, they feel intimidated so we, we break that ice by going in from look, we want to work with you. We have a fresh pair of eyes. We have a global perspective on how we execute campaigns. You know, we don't just look at what someone's doing in Pretoria and run a campaign in Joburg. You look at what's happening in Tokyo, what's happening in Italy, what's happening in New York, San Francisco.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, And also training. I've personally trained over 19,000 people. across. Oh, wow.
0: 19,000?
2: Yeah, man, over these eight years, you know, NDP, the focus about educating and empowering, the effort of going out there and, equipping across our nine provinces, uh, all up into Africa. And now I'm at a point where I've digitized this course and putting it online. So, people, you know, I would normally charge about $10,000, 15000 uh, per delegate, depending on the workshops and environments we're in. I also did a lot of free pro bono work over the years. So this course is going to be like eight weeks breaking through advertising, marketing strategy, analytics, how to put your own content calendars. And I'm looking at putting it out there for at least about a hundred dollars for the of one thousand four hundred land. So um, you know, if I've done nineteen thousand people personally, I'm sure online, I'm, I'm definitely hoping to reach at least a thousand people in these next three months.
0: Mm. So with with all of that in mind, I think yeah. we we often hear about the fourth industrial revolution um yes. being touted left, right and center. So why should businesses actually have a digital presence? I feel like you might be a bit biased, you know, given what you do. No, not but, at all. Look. But the the follow-up was just going to be should all businesses be on social on social media or have a digital marketing strategy?
2: You know, I, I want businesses or if, if those people are, are, if they're listening, if they can go and look at who their immediate competitors are and punch it on the internet, and if they find these accounts, then they already on a back foot. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, a few years ago, I went to a financial, I think it was an accounting firm, and he came back to me and told me, look, Conrad, you can't be on social media. This is 2011. You can't be on social media because... There's authoritative bodies in South Africa that doesn't allow us to give advice on, online. I'm like, look, dude, you're not giving advice. You're just creating a, a point in presence for you online. And because they failed to do that, their competitors ended up taking chunks of the market in that province, in that country, I mm. mean, in South Africa. So they were trying to play catch-up the past two years ago. So it's, whether, it's, it's not whether it's time to get on board. It's like, how fast can I catch up with where I've been left behind? You know, this fourth industrial revolution, things have changed. You know, businesses that start off in the garages are booming up. People that have simple products and services are listing them online and e-commerce platforms. And the beautiful thing is, you don't have to restrict yourself to one country. Uh, if you're targeting in South Africa, maybe a physical product uh, or a service. I mean, a service that you deliver in person, sure. Uh, if not, you can always fly there. A product, we have logistics, we have ships, we have planes. You can get a product to another part of the world in 24 to 48 hours. Mm. And there are people out there that have exposable cap uh, income that are buying things. I'm, I'm sure you spend a lot of time or spend time in, the, in one of the crazy stores or, or under the under the 100 grand stores and bought ridiculous things, right? Yeah. And, and, and and there's an opportunity there. So when you're an entrepreneur, we're now looking at things from the other side. We're, yeah, sure, we're consumers ourselves, but we're consumers with a different mindset and we can understand now when things are brought to our attention, do we choose to buy this or not? So you've got uh, you've got to put on a capsule of hats right now in the fourth industrial revolution. Social media and the internet is just one spoke on the entire, entire wheel. Yeah. You know, we've got automated cars that's coming up. we yeah. artificial intelligence and robotics that we're see in the next decade in people's households. And social media and these search-based platforms are platforms for us to reach an audience of people. You know, yesterday I did a a video commercial for my brother. He he started two years ago. He got bought by a public company. And I created a video commercial for him. And Mm. a video commercial in two minutes can say more than a 20-page document. And we've got to understand that. Uh, you got to see how much time people are spending on WhatsApp or on Facebook while the TV's on. It's all about people's attention. And right now, with social media, we have that access to tap into people's attention and persuade them. Not for wrong. But in the right
0: direction. Now I think something that on social media that has definitely been grabbing people's attention is the hashtag Woolies Water Challenge. Yeah, and, yeah, I yeah, saw that. I saw that. And uh, I feel like it was one of those things that um, given everything that the company has been going through, was sort of like a welcome <laughs> reprieve. Uh, so we wanted to maybe get some comments uh, from you because it wasn't something that the company dreamt up. It's sort of something that they ended up, re- you know, organically happened, and then they reacted to it. So we wanted to get your thoughts just around how the company actually um, reacted to uh, this viral video, and uh, wow, and why it's important um, for. For, for business to actually um, engage with their clients online, to actually build that online traction?
2: Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, we we monitor and engage with things in South Africa, but we had a lot of attention taken out of us this week with Brexit and things that are happening in Europe and in Asia. But from, from what I basically saw is brands should, put, should create these platforms and create, a, and create a way for them, for the consumers to engage. You know, so, so Willie's commented and they retweeted and shared a few things. Uh, those those people just generally went to the store, reported a video, and shared it. You know, imagine if someone's going to do that for a barber's store or, or for a bakery business, and they're commenting about you, and you don't comment back. You know, it's just going to be a closed communication. Now that this communication is open, the brand is communicating, more people are probably going to go into the store now, purchase water, just to do, these, do the mix-up, this video for themselves, or as you saw the one of the milk as well. Yeah. So they're going to see some product line <laughs> items increasing sales. Yeah. And that's what it economically comes down to. But then again, big brands, it's just another way for them to, to humorously engage uh, with people out there
0: and then uh, lastly I think we, we've all you know we've chatted a lot just around what the benefits of marketing as a brand or as a company are on social media and creating that digital presence whether it's through social media or just um, having a website it's, or, or an online presence but at the, but equally um, there is the other side where brands can actually be torn down you know what are some of the ways that uh, you think businesses can actually protect themselves on, uh, online so that um, they aren't can I say victims? Or
2: uh, <laughs> Well I think brands need to realize like we're living in an age of transparency now so if they've done corrupt things behind doors it's going to come to light eventually yeah. maybe by a disgruntled employee or a, a customer that purchased a sour milkshake for example you know, um, <laughs> you, you got to be able to cook yourself yeah. So when we started out in social media back in 2011, I would go to companies and businesses and institutions and tell them, look, we want to work with your social media strategy. They'd be like, oh, no, our IT manager deals with that. Because an IT manager is no more about cabling and so forth. But with social media, we had to educate them and talk about understanding the psychology. It's got to understand how, uh, the emotions of people, the types of, of responses that we need to have in place preset beforehand in case A, B, and C happens. Uh, brands also have got to have that red file in place for crisis management. If this happens, then they have these type of responses. If they're a career company and someone delivers a package poorly, they should have certain responses and actions in place. So it's all about if this then that. And brands now are, are, are seen to be not more vulnerable, but they've got to be a lot more robust. So that's why a lot of companies are taking digital in-house rather than giving it to ad agencies anymore because they've understood the importance of the ecosystem of how brand and marketing is taking place. And, yeah, it's a brave new world we live in. Mm.
0: So, that was us on the line uh, with uh, Conrad David. As you heard, it's a brave new world um, that businesses are traversing right now, especially in terms of uh, online marketing, having a digital presence and social media. Thank you so much to him. Uh, The big takeaway from what you heard is the fact that if you're a business, you need to go online and actually find out what uh, your competitors are doing, if they have a presence on social media or online, then you are behind and you need to do a lot of catching up. It's important, it's a thing and uh, the way that you engage is very important. Another big takeaway, especially coming from the hashtag Woolies Water Challenge, um, you heard um, the fact that he's talking um, saying That The way that businesses react to some of these things is very important because it's an organic thing and you also need to be able to respond organically. And then at the same time, in building your brand, you need to make sure that you're transparent so that people don't end up breaking you down. So that's it. Uh, thank you so much to Conrad. He is um, the founder of Hashtag South Africa in business since 2011, having taught more than 19,000 people so far. Up next, we're going to be talking to uh, Tebatso Molapo, who's going to be letting us know uh, what it also means to use your yeah, digital media to actually boost your business. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. More justice on the Business Buzz we are talking digital media strategy we're talking doing business online we are talking uh, having a digital media business and remember that uh, you can also engage with us on digital media uh, on Facebook we are VAO that's the voice of VITS and you can also find our Facebook page uh, the other one that's the viz Radio Academy on Twitter we are at VAO and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz continuing with the conversation uh, we're joined on the line by founder and managing director of uh, Rebasadi, which is translated as We Are Women. Um, she is uh, Tebato Molapo. How are you, Tebato? Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. Good, For good. some very weird reason. Like, I really try to avoid it. Radio interviews make me very nervous.
0: <laughs> 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 very nervous. Really? All the time. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: For some very weird reason.
0: Interestingly <laughs> enough... I am mm-hmm. going I'm going I'm going to put Tebatso on the on the spot right now. Um, oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just when I mentioned
0: because I because you know uh, when when I was told that you're going to be part of the show, I remember saying, "Oh wow, is that Tebatso?" because I used to actually work with Tebatso at Rhodes Music Radio when I was still under the name Just Mob Justice on its own. You know, so I'm really um glad to be having uh, Tebatso on the show. How are you Tebatso? I'm great, thanks. How are you? No, no, no. Alive. So, for our listeners who might not be familiar with you, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about what um, uh, Rebasadi is about and some of the uh, some of the services that you actually offer? Offer. Mm.
1: So I'll start by introducing myself. Yes. I'm, I'm in love. I actually went to the, one of my first radio interviews mm. was with foul. So it's very great to be back here mm. knowing what I'm actually doing. <laughs> 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 um, so Rivasadi has we're recently very much into events by looking at where the fourth industrial revolution is headed. Yeah. Um, um, I had to go back to the drawing board and say, how do we actually leverage of social media and while at the same time still doing what we are here for, which is to empower women. So we are now fully turning into an agency that offers digital um digital services for young female entrepreneurs. So basically social media management, um, content creation, influencer marketing, email marketing, so that businesses can thrive, but at a cheaper price.
0: So, outside of uh, actually having that business, you are also known as—I think it's a new term to a lot of people, especially people that are older mm-hmm. than thirty-five. You're also known as yeah. an influencer, <laughs> and have actually yeah. worked with a number of different brands. Can you uh, give yeah. us a little on that?
1: Um, so, I, I last year before I transitioned and decided to do things differently. Um, an influencer, that being an influencer basically means you have the capabilities and the ability to actually convince people to buy into things. Mm. So some of the amazing big brands that I've worked with, which has been a privilege and honor, is VW, Ford, um, an international brand called Crease, mm. which is a watch brand. Mm. And as you think, in South Africa. Uh, A number of brands, surprisingly,
0: in a very short space of time. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, since we're talking about being an influencer, you might Mm -hmm. be able to. Maybe either dispel or confirm a myth that I think a lot of people out there have when it comes to actually mm-hmm. getting work with um with the brands as an influencer does a person mm-hmm. necessarily need to have a hundred thousand Twitter followers and like a million yeah. people on Twitter and all of that stuff or is it more around um engagement and how much of a how much of a community mm-hmm. you're able to build around mm-hmm. your brand yeah.
1: Um, It totally depends uh, because brands are looking for different things when they approach influencers. Some brands are looking for visibility and other brands are actually looking for actual sales. So when it comes to visibility, they'll obviously approach your big influencers who have like lots of um, followers. But when they're looking for things such as sales, they'll go to the people who actually have influence to people who have the money to spend. So, like I said last year, I, I had a lot of followers, had over twenty thousand followers, and this year I started a new account. And my main focus is actually focusing more on engagement and being able to ensure that whatever that I'm selling is actually seen, and it's not just um, it's not just the numbers. So there are different influences. We've got your micro influencers were people with big numbers, but don't necessarily mean that they will guarantee sales. And the new thing that is actually happening now is the introduction of micro influencers. Yeah. And micro influencers are people who actually hold the power because people believe in um, whatever that they're saying, and it's not just like, oh, we know that you're posting this because you're getting paid for it.
0: And then and then as, as as we go on, you know using you know that particular influence mm-hmm. um that you've actually been able to garner outside of um working with the brands, how have you found it to have helped you in terms of um your actual Marketing. business as an entrepreneur um
1: it helps like it generally helps the business grow, so what I did security i I grew my brand as an individual, on social media. Yeah. So I became very lovable to people. <laughs> like, you know, they loved me. <laughs> so once that happened, uh, when I started business, I introduced people to my business. You won't believe my business actually gained 700 followers in a month, in a space of a month. Mm. You know, and ever numbers. since, it's just been like, yeah, you... As an individual, when people can relate to you online, it's easier for them to buy into your business. And when people buy into your business, your business will flourish. And like I said, we're moving into the fourth industrial revolution. And it's very important that people kind of like just get it together (laughs) on social media. Get it together for real.
0: So, can you let our listeners just know what, what, what your business actually does and how um, the followers that you do gain, actually they actually help you on a practical day-to-day basis yeah. actually move uh, the business forward?
1: Mm-hmm. Most of my clients um, I've met on social media. Uh, most of the women, actually all the women that attend my events, I've met on social media. So, it's, it definitely drives like meeting people on social media and then physically being there um, in your business. And the wonderful thing is, like, the fact that people get to trust you as a business. You know, it's not very easy to sell yourself on social media because people are like, what if you're a scammer and whatnot? (laughs) So, for real, like, a lot happens (laughs) on the Internet. But, yeah, most of, like, a lot of conversations I've had with women online, Um, has actually helped my business
0: be driven forward, Mm. you know, yeah. And would you say there have been any negatives of actually operating online? I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. have this perception. You know, on social media, people always show the best sides of themselves. Mm -hmm. But just on a practical level, do you find that there are either challenges or negatives Mm -hmm. that actually come from that? The issue with social media is that
1: the word can spread like in 10 seconds, you know, if you offer someone horrible service and they can just go post about it and people don't even have to experience um, (laughs) the service, but they just like already make assumptions that, okay, that's terrible, you know, but I think that people need to understand that like with any business, a business has its ups and downs. And as business owners, we want to give our level best, but it's not always possible. And before going online and bashing a business, think about what it will actually do to that business. So talk to the person first. Try and find out like what's going on. Is everything okay? And then maybe if they're taking long to respond, then we can go that route. Which is a horrible route, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and how do Terrible. And uh, it- oh my God. <laughs> And it's actually something that we asked our previous guest um, is just how do you protect yourself from that? Because um, you can't necessarily yeah. do stop people from actually making negative comments That's about, true. you That's know, true. online. So how do you yeah. actually protect yourself or advise people to protect themselves and, you know, their brands? Yeah.
1: My biggest advice, like I learned this from Nando's. Like I've always been a huge fan of how Nando's Things, yeah. you know, how they're always uh, dragging them about their prize, yeah. and maybe coming back with that like a humor angle, you know. Obviously, it depends on what type of business you're running. It's either you make an apology and get off the internet, make your apology, leave, because in with Facebook, Twitter, um, it's sensation you know, yeah. a conversation will go on for like an hour, two hours, and then after that, they forget about you. Yeah. So the best thing is to like literally just be off <laughs> and not comment, because I realize a lot of people have that problem of like wanting to defend themselves, wanting to do this, you just simply, hi, can you please phone to inquire me to what, 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 what,
3: yeah.
1: and I'll get back to you. <laughs>
0: That's my advice. Okay, so you sort of uh, fight um the negativity with can I say Yes with silence. With silence. Okay. Or cool. Humor. I like with that. Humor so you, you, you clearly have a lot of you know, different insights just around what it means to yeah. grow on social media, create your brand, uh mm-hmm. protect that brand. And we hear that you are actually penning a book called A Guide to Instagram to actually yes. help the masses understand these things uh, so can you tell us just a little bit about about the book and when we might be able to actually get it off a shelf
1: it's not going to be a physical book
0: okay digital um,
1: even though i have been thinking about like making special copies okay Um it's going to be an e-book okay and it's going to be out on the 5th and basically it'll focus on Everything Instagram, because I feel like that's my forte. So (laughs) taking, literally, I (laughs) feel so taking the perfect picture, editing it, how to grow your impressions and um, audience on Instagram, and what everything means, obviously, and how to approach brands, because I think what people don't realize is that they think that brands always go to influencers. Brands don't always go to influencers. You as an individual can actually walk up to a brand and say, I have this particular concept. Yeah. Uh, can I please have free things? Can I please have money? Yeah. And they, they've got money to spend on, I, I don't I'm not sure. <laughs> mm. Now, there were lots of money to spend on marketing and advertising. Mm. You know, so, yeah, that will be some of the things that uh, I included in the ebook. It was inspired by, I see a lot of Canadian and American influencers uh, actually being very helpful because they understand where the world is moving. And it would be very interesting to have a South African take, you know, um, how it actually works because I've been in that space for quite a while. Uh, so how you can get hold of the book can just DM me on Instagram at just T J U S S Full Stock T E E. Mm. And your email address, and I'll forward you the details. It's a very cute book, <laughs> very Instagrammy. they <laughs> I c- I'll gain a few followers after this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, what what made you actually? Um, you've told us what inspired you, but what made you actually choose um, to write a book? Because I think. Um, I've actually seen a number of influencers on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will do, let's say, blog posts just around mm-hmm. um, how to mm-hmm. how to correctly take pictures, how to yeah. um, how to understand the algorithm, you know, things like that. Yeah. And then other people will do, let's say, YouTube videos, a series mm-hmm. just around that. So, what made you decide that you are going to use um, a book as your medium of instruction?
1: I've always been a writer. If you Google my name, you'll find like a thousand blogs Mm. written by me. I need to take those down because some of them are really embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) So I've always been a writer. And one of my goals this year was to have um, the title author to my name. So this is definitely an entry into my writing career. Expect more. After a couple of years, I'm gonna move to France and write a book for five years and appear again. So, I just love writing, and I think it's a very personal way of uh, communicating with people. And obviously, when it's in a book format, you can give more information, as opposed to when it's a blog, then people have to wait a long time for you to maybe um, release part two of the blog, part three, and whatnot.
0: Mm. So you want to give them all at once?
1: All at once, like have it, use it, use my brain.
0: (laughs) okay cool thank you so much <laughs> that was us on the line with Atiwato uh, uh, Molapu who is the founder and managing director of uh, Rebasadi which is translated to We Are Women she is an influencer and the author uh, of uh, the guide to Instagram a guide to Instagram as you heard you can DM her and she'll be able to give you um, some of uh, you know the details to that book and how you can actually acquire it and get it and access it so thank you so much to her big takeaway from me uh, from what she was talking about is um, actually being able to take your following and move it towards um, actually leveraging it to move a product or business and actually gain um, clients that way and the other takeaway was just how to deal with negativity on social media I think a lot of the time there's can I call it that feeling that feeling of always wanting to to clap back to fight back uh, when uh, the negative comments come, but she's saying that uh, she personally fights her battles a lot of the time with silence because it's always going to die down. so that was it. That was us with Tebat. So on the other side of this, we come to the end of the show. This is the business buzz
3: the, the business buzz.
0: So that's it That brings us to the end of the show Thank you so much to everyone who was listening Thank you to our guests We were we just came from talking to uh, Tebato Molapo Who is the founder and managing director of Rebasadi uh, She is also a social media influencer And uh, the author of a guide to Instagram We also had uh, the privilege and honor To talk to Conrad Travis-David Who is the founding man And managing director of uh, Hashtag South Africa Just telling us a little bit about um, some of his experiences uh, doing digital marketing and uh, online media strategy over the last year, uh, eight years since 2011. So, very good insights coming in from there. Um, as I said just now, my big takeaway, especially from uh, uh, Tebatsu, is just the fact that negative comments sometimes on social media, I mean, you know, fight them with silence. You all, you don't always have to clap back. And then from Conrad on the same point, he's saying that as a business. Business for you to avoid some of the negativity, you'd rather be proactive by being um, transparent on the social medias or in the way that you conduct your business. So that's it. That brings us to the end of the show. Remember that you can engage with us on social media on Vow, uh, as Vow FM on Facebook. We are Voice of Vids or Vow FM, and then you can also find our Vids Radio Academy Facebook page on Twitter. That's at FM. and then our hashtag is hashtag #BusinessBuzz. But what Line is off 0- 0840784912, and you can also stream the station live on vowfm.co.za. Remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz Show are available on visitjournalism.co.za forward slash business. So with that, we come to the end of the show. Thank you so much to um, our team, our technical producers, Kutwano Sarame, our executive producer, um, Simba Hwonde, and then our producer, Glory Mabuza. Don't miss the Business Buzz, same time, same place, next week for more insight into the world of business. Next up on FM, we have um, uh, Living Electro, and uh, the Business Buzz is sponsored by ABSA. For myself, Mudeo Mob, Justice Kavaza. It's good evening and take care.
3: More justice on the Business Buzz.
0: The Business Buzz Podcast.